at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 164. Uh, as always, uh, this is your faithful team of, of, of hosts. I am Greg. He is Joe. Hello. And we are here again with another pick from Joe this time to make up for some of the earlier picks that I had kind of hogged to bring on guest hosts. So um, <laughs> that's why Joe is being allowed to uh, uh, Joe's, Joe's being allowed to be, is being allowed to, allowed to pick back to back. We are changing we are changing gears totally with this episode as opposed to some of the previous week's episodes that we've been covering covering. Um, Joe, what game did you pick for us to cover this time, and why'd you pick it? I picked Tiny Toon Adventures Buster Bus Loose, and I picked this because I, as you know, grew up as a Genesis kid, so I had uh, Tiny Toon Adventures Buster's Hidden Treasure, um, and it was a staple of my Genesis. Like, that was, like, put alongside Sonic 1 and 2. Like, it was played every day, and... Um, that one was crazy because it had a 20-character password system, which we'll get to with this game and how short the password system is. But, um, yeah, it was like writing down Metroid-style password systems just to save um, on the Genesis cartridge, which was <laughs> tedious. And a lot of the times I would just sit down and try to blow through the entire game. Um, general gameplay was about an hour, hour and a half, because there was quite a few levels. But, um, yeah, so that inspired me to check out this one here on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, the password. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you look at the password. The password system. The password system that this game uses is pretty interesting too. But yeah. <laughs> um. I mean. I. I mean. I guess. I mean. I guess I prefer sidetrack. I guess I prefer games that use like characters for password system as opposed to like actually letters and numbers because um it, it aids usually aids aids you use simpler it's simpler to write down and use. Right. Um, you know, on B, you don't really have quite the same category of, of, of a category to pick up symbols to pick from as you would have letters. So, and right. these passwords themselves kind of easier as well too. Because, yeah, right, yeah, right now passwords as a kid for games was really annoying because you know some of them, especially especially if you especially had like O's and zeros and like uh, I's and L's and whatnot, could really yep. be, could, could, like really complicated trying to figure out what was what. But yeah. um, passwords, passwords, passwords that use symbols, I was more like in favor of because. You know, those were not really that bad to that bad to like write down. So yeah, um, and I mean, we can quick, quick, quickly touch it on it for this game because it's not really that important. I don't think we're going to talk long about it, anyways. But I mean, the password system here, like it's the different characters, and you just you know three spots. That's it. Right. And my hardest thing, like, because I looked up a couple of the passwords so I could see the later levels, and uh, the, my biggest thing was trying to remember the character names. Because that was how it was written out on the fact, mm. you know. Yeah. So it's like trying to figure out who's who. That was the biggest problem I had. And at the, you know, this time when this game came out, I would have been, you know, a teenager and would have 
you know, I was still faithfully watching cartoons much like I do today. So, I mean, like, I would have known the characters. I would have known, you know, the names right away. So it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Right. Well, I was in high school when this came out. So I did not. Uh, so I did not watch the show. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So um, for anybody who doesn't remember um, uh, who also did not watch it like I did, Tiny Toon Adventures uh, ran for three seasons. Um, uh, uh, from 1990 which was um, uh, which was produced by uh, Steven Spielberg's Am Entertainment Company for Warner Brothers, um, and basically, as the name kind of implied, it's set in um, it's set in the set in, um, it's set in the Looney Tunes world, where it's like that generation um, of characters. Um, it's just a, like, like setting school to become like uh, tunes, basically. It's kind of like think like you know Star Trek Next Generation. Um, except for kids, I guess is the best way to describe it. So, um, yeah, um, the show was canceled. Um, you know, despite the show doing well, it was canceled in 1992. To, uh, like the team, the company could focus their efforts upon like uh, Animaniacs, which was a uh, uh, you know which was a bigger hit. So, um, however, I, however, did find I however did find in my research that a reboot that a reboot show, Tiny Toons, Lo- uh, Tiny Toons, uh, Luniversity was announced last year. So, yeah, um, yeah. Which is not out yet, I don't think, because I'm sure the pandemic probably slowed things up. Yeah, that's not out yet. But uh, yeah, anyway. So, um, um, have you watched the show recently, Joe? Does it hold up? Um, it does actually. Um, a lot of the jokes that they put in those cartoons were very much like the original Looney Tunes, where it's a humor um, based on more physical comedy of the cartoons than it is the wording or, you know, jokes per se. But the jokes they do use are always like a wink and a hint hint to the adult watching with the kids more than it is for the kids. So as an adult, you can appreciate a lot more of the humor that goes into those cartoons. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. So, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, the show was definitely popular enough to have a whole bunch of games produced for it, and I uh, for it and again I'm surprised. Uh, there were games, there were games, there were games made for this well after the show came to an end. So um, I guess that people saw that uh, um, you know saw this as being like a, a, a like an ideal well to well to well to mine for kids, as far as like you know like uh, games game, like games went. Um, most... Yeah, I think the last game came out in, like, 2002 for, like, the Game Boy Advance, which yes. totally blew my mind. Right, so <laughs> two main companies had the... Yeah, so two main companies had the rights to produce games for the Tiny Toon Adventures during its, during its lifetime. The original company that had the rights to it was, surprisingly enough, Konami. Um, you know, like, Konami was definitely at the peak of its power in the early 90s. After, 90s, 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, like, you know, like, we talked about Konami before in the past. Konami definitely was one of the best game companies of the 80s and 90s. I mean, like, you know, they were... They were they were large or dedicated. A lot of companies would. Uh, uh, so we were talking about this like off mic. A lot of companies would just like port games to the system, Super NES Genesis. Not Konami. Konami was big enough right. and had resources to actually make different games to the systems to take advantage of the strengths of the, of the strengths of the hardware. That's why you had different games for like different kinds of video games, different Contra games, um, but you know like uh, and also uh, um, uh, other things and also and also like Tiny Toons, Tiny Toons as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so they made their games, their games from 1991 to 1994, and uh, the first game they made was on the NES in 1991, and they also put out games for the Game Boy, um, uh, Genesis, and Super NES as well. 
Uh, one of the most interesting games they made was Tiny Toon Adventures Cartoon Workshop for the NES, which actually like allows you to be able just to, uh, which actually like allows you to actually like make your own cartoon based upon the very limited selection of like clips and scenes that they have on the cart. Um, very, very forward-thinking, interesting idea for the time period. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was the first game for the Super NES that came out. Um, the, the Genesis One that Joe mentioned came out like a the following year. Both systems, both systems also get like a sports game uh, thing on Tiny Toons later on. In 1994, the Super NES one's called Wacky Sports Challenge. The Genesis one is called Acme All Stars. So um, then there was also then then there was, then there was also a PC game in 1996, and then 1998 at a different company uh, called uh, um, uh, you know like a, a different publisher, different companies got the rights to Tiny Toons, and they also made some PlayStation, Game Boy Color. Um, the Game Boy Advance games, with the last one that J Joe mentioned coming out in 2002. And that was actually a Treasure game. You know, Treasure mm. actually like, made the last game for this, so it, that's interesting. But uh, there was a PS2 game that was planned, uh, even, at, uh, um, uh, even after the fact after, after the fact that, that was canceled. <laughs> so, but yeah, 2002, they were starting to make two Titan 2 games. I thought that was, like, curious. Yeah. So... I guess uh, um, you know, said before. I guess just like a pretty good license, uh, a pretty good license like for views. So, um, so this game, Buster B Bust Loose, as you as you may guess from the name, uh, falls. I um, you know, falls uh, centers around and follows an adventure that Buster Bunny, uh, one of the main characters of the show, uh, goes on. So, um, this game is this this game I mentioned before was entirely developed and published by Konami. It came out to came out in Japan in December 1992. North America saw it in February 1993. And Europe got it in June, um, in June nineteen ninety-three. So, uh, it's a pretty typical platformer game, in, in, like in most respects. Um, there are six levels altogether, although one of those levels is not seen in easy mode. <laughs> uh, there are three difficulty settings: uh, easy, nor easy, normal, and hard. The game calls them the children, normal, and challenge. Um, which uh, again, again, that's a difference. The Japanese version only has two, only has two settings: easy, normal, for some reason. Um, mm. But uh, so the main difference between them is the fact that you know, like I said before, easy mode has one easy mode has one easy mode has one last stage. Um, they're smaller in easy mode. They actually they actually they actually went in there, they chopped and chopped in piece, chopped out some pieces of each stage to make the game shorter. Um, but um, and uh, um, and and then like in hard mode, they get they make it more difficult by by, by, by only getting Buster like one like like one health container uh, to use. Mm. So, um, also, 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 the number of containers are reset after each level. So, that definitely adds some randomness factor and some, and some also like you know, our difficulty difficulty setting to the game. Yeah. Um, having said that, I thought the difficulty of this game was like pretty balanced. I tried all three settings and I thought they were all like pretty tailored. And you know, compared to many other games, at least uh, at least it feels at least it feels at least it feels like there's actual difference between the difficulty settings that this game uses. Yeah, I mean, I played it on normal and. Uh... Um, I had some difficulties, but it wasn't anything. I swear, I'm getting worse at platformers in my old age. Um, <laughs> my, my thumbs don't move the way they should, or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, I found the game challenging in places. But then there were other parts where, like you know, it felt rather easy in all reality. Yeah. So um, yeah, look at the game. The platformers. Uh, um... Uh, looking at the game, there's not really too much here that's surprising as far as the actual as far as the actual game presentation itself. Um, like you just mentioned a moment ago, you have like you have a life gauge, um, which you know, which like you know, which only like a single heart, like in heart mode. 
I'm um, sorry, like hard mode. Uh, otherwise, you can um, you know, otherwise you can have like two two, two hearts. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's a dash mode that you can build up to use to dash to dash across to dash across the straight the stage. Um, li um, extra lives you can pick up, and there's also like stars, like any kind of like Mario-ish game. Hundred stars give you like extra life. So, um, so I don't remember there being power-ups in this game. Uh, did you see anything, Joe? No, no power-ups. Um, if you can use your uh, dash and you got enough of a runway, the dash kind of makes you invincible, kind of, and will kill off the enemies in your way. But at some point, your dash runs out and you will get hit. Right. Yep. But that was the only thing that I really saw as far as like a quote-unquote power-up. Yep. There are also the um, uh, there are also mini games sometimes that they have to uh, sometimes uh, sometimes they have to stage. Oh, let's talk about these mini games. Yes, go ahead, please. <laughs> I like I like the idea. Like they're trying to front load you with a bunch of extra lives or the ability to get a bunch of extra lives, which is good. I really like that. That the game knows that it's challenging. You're gonna need these lives, but like the maze mini game, where like you're Babs Bunny walking around and unlocking your uh, cohorts throughout the maze. That wasn't bad. It was kind of like Mrs. Pac-Man, except for instead of picking up pellets, you're just walking through the maze and unlocking the doors and getting everybody out within a time limit. Right. Then they had, like, some weird matching game, which I did not understand. But, like, you have characters on either side, and you're supposed to, like, match them, like, like who they go with or whatever. And, like, whatever. It Like, I did it blindly and ended up winning, like, a couple of lives. The um, hardest one that I had was, like, the squash uh, bonus level where, like, you are the cat. I can't remember his name at the moment. And you're literally playing tennis against yourself. It's squash. And, I mean, the ball flies up against the wall. It bounces back, comes back at you. You hit it. And um, I know he's not Wily Coyote, but it's the Coyote character. Keeps walking back and forth. And if you end up hitting him, it'll stop the timer. And, you know, obviously the object is to hit as many balls as possible back and forth. Um, and you'll rack up lives. Right. Um, then they have like a pipes game, which I really like the idea of putting a puzzle pipes game and it uses Hampton and it works. And but they for some reason inverted the controls for this pipe mini game. So up is down, down is up. It's it's so weird. I I had such a it was frustrating. Mm -hmm. And then the final uh, mini game. I don't even know why it exists. It's pointless. <laughs> it's bingo. And you don't do anything. All you do is hit, you know, one of the face buttons to launch the next ball. Plucky grabs the ball, and then it just automatically dots the card for you. And obviously, it's predetermined, you know, based on the card that you got, what you're going to probably end up winning as far as lives. But every bingo, you get a life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, out of all of them, the squash one was probably the my favorite. Just because, you know, there's actually some skill, like, you actually feel um, accomplishment when you're gaining those extra lives. All the rest of them, in my opinion, uh, pipes could have been good. Pipes could have been good if they had kept the controls not inverted. Uh, I don't know why they did that, but it is what it is. Um, but the match game, the maze game, bingo especially, I could have done without them, but they were there. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I generally agree. With, uh, generally agree, like of all that, um, you know. So, um, 
Uh, I guess by I guess by doing research that the that the actual mini game with the spinning wheel is based upon a specific episode. So yes, um, yes, that's right, the yeah. one thing I really like about this game. Yeah. Actually, is that every level, the mini games um, are all in some way connected to some episode. At that time, I think it would have been like the first season. So uh, you know, ninety ninety two. Uh, they were yeah, they were like in the second third season by the. Oh, okay. Point, so. so, I mean, either way. But, yeah, they all use different elements from different episodes. Um, there was actually a YouTube video I saw that I can't remember uh, who it was, but they actually mentioned some of the episodes while they were doing their review. So it was really nice to, you know, see that. And I know that I wasn't crazy because I swore I'd seen episodes like that. <laughs> right, yep. So, so yeah, definitely, yeah. So, yeah, some of the enemies you also fight, uh, 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 some of the enemies, the bosses that you also have to deal with, also are also like from the show. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, like um, you know, like one of your level objectives is to like is it uh, like is to defeat dizzy a dizzy devil so he doesn't like destroy the school. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so another one likes to defeat like uh, a duck Vader, which is great. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. This this game, um, just to reflect back a little bit, this game was so much better with boss battles than the Genesis version. Hmm. Um, Hidden Treasure. Why do you so that? In, in Genesis Hidden Treasure, all your friends are basically being controlled by a mad scientist, which you actually fight the mad scientist in level 3 in this game. Um, he's the one at the very end of the Haunted Mansion um, okay. with the yep. weird like hodgepodge character that, that throws it, things it. at you. Yep. Yeah. So that mad scientist actually controls all of your um, friends, and your friends are basically the attack move for the scientist, and then you, you have to jump on the scientist's head, um, I think it's five times total, to you know knock him out and free your friend. Um, and, like, every level was unique, but every boss battle was pretty much the same. Yeah. Like, the first level, you have Dizzy Devil, and he's like being mind controlled so he's spinning around you know erratically and whatever else and you have to you know jump limb limb from limb on trees to jump on the mad scientist that sort of thing right, right, right. and okay. uh yeah it's just i don't know the bosses in this level actually kept me engaged where the genesis version like i played through them and i you know like i said i grew up with that game so i love them for what it is but uh comparing it to this this is much better yeah which is kind of surprising to hear you say that because, like I said before, like like you know I, you know like um, we're gonna get into this here like a little bit, but it's like, um, yeah, it's like you know I I was super as a kid, but you know I did play a lot of Genesis games, so I did play a lot of Gen uh, so I did uh, so I did play a lot of like Konami made games, and it's like mm. um, you know like I thought Konami did an excellent job, like I said before, because they had the resources to actually make to actually make different games for different systems. It's like every Konami game I ever played Genesis with Genesis with Genesis Genesis. I think it was great. So yeah, um, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like they may have dropped the ball a little bit with that one, which is kind of surprising to hear, uh, to hear that. But see, I don't think that it's that they dropped the ball. So if you were to compare the two games, this game has six levels. They're pretty straightforward and linear, whereas the um, Hidden Treasure literally has a Mario World, Super Mario World like style over level. And then there's like uh, okay. five little levels within a world, 
and then it's like a giant map. Yeah. So I think personally that it's like they created this world, they created the game of what it was going to be, and it was kind of an afterthought, like, oh, what are we going to do as far as boss battles go? Yeah, okay. And right. I think that's that's really the the weakest point of Hidden Treasure. I love Hidden Treasure. It is a great game. Um, it has great original music, which you usually don't get on the Genesis because of the boops and beeps and farts and everything else that come from that <laughs> FM sound chip. Um, but also, like, there's no dying cats, which is a pl- big plus, <laughs> <laughs> which you would get a lot back in the day. So, I mean, um, other than that, I mean, it, it's it's a there's a reason there's a password system. Like, yeah. there are a lot of factors. You have um, power ups that let you use your um, cohorts as you know, like, like a buddy system. You can send out like um, little beeper to fly across the. Um, screen and he'll clear out all the enemies you know things like that um were nice additions and whatnot it's it's really i mean it sounds like i was kind of bashing it but it's really like the boss battles are the only thing that's kind of meh in that yeah, game yeah it's a different style <laughs> of game it's like you know like you know which you may or may not enjoy depending upon your your, your, your style for that because right, you know, right but yeah so <clears throat> oh sorry but uh yeah so um yeah, so overall, I mean, like, you know, like, uh, you know, like I said before, Konami was at the peak of their powers during this time period, and uh, period, period, and it's like, you know, every game, you know, every game ever played by them during the 80s, 90s, pretty much was just, uh, pretty much was very, very good. And this game also, mm. uh, 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 um, you know, this game also, like, uh, this game also, like, is no exception. Um, yeah. You know, even though, even though I don't know the source material, so, I like, yeah, so, so I think that may ding me a little bit, and, and like, not knowing it, um... But still, playing the game, it's still very, very well done. I mean, you know, the graphics are the graphics are very good. Um, mm-hmm. The characters look like they came straight out of the. Um, so the characters themselves look look like they came straight out of the cartoon. Yeah. Um, the backgrounds are not cartoon based like some other games, which maybe people might knock. But having said that, the graphics themselves are still very well. Um, you know, uh, the game still programmed very well. The graphics are still like very sharp, detailed, like colorly. Uh, um, uh, like full color. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some neat tricks on the stages, like you know, like stages, like you know, falling apart, where you have to go like up or down, just pull it side to side, that kind of stuff. So, you know, the graphics are like very good. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, the music's fun. You know, like you know, it's appropriate to the appropriate, appropriate. It's like it's fun. To, it's <sighs> fun. It's bouncy. It's boppy. So, um, to a point. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had. A, sorry, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. So, the music I thought was actually really good in this game. Um, my biggest issue was there are at least four instances where they just use the Tiny Toon theme song just in a different cadence. Uh, okay, so, yeah. so like when you're in the space world, it's like a space opera type thing and it's very operatic version of the Tiny Toon Adventures theme song. Same with the train. It's like a Wild West version of the Tiny Toon theme song. And I just, I just felt like, again, you know, kind of like with the Genesis version, I felt like there was a point where they were just like, "Yeah, we're done trying." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, okay, that's interesting. I did, I did not, I did not, I did not pick that pick up on that probably because I wasn't familiar like the song, right? So, uh, but yeah, so I mean, they did that with other games too. It's like the Indiana Jones uh, collection on the, on the Super NES. They, uh, um, you know, you know, they use Indy's theme at like five different times in like that game. It just like did, I, uh, I just did, you know, just like different versions of it. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, again, but uh, yeah, so maybe, but you know, but like I said, before, I, I like, like I said before, I didn't didn't notice that. So, but um, um, 
Controls are very critical for a critical like, platformer. I thought I thought the um you know I thought these controls were great. You know you know the 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 uh, uh, the controls the, the the controls were tight, responsive. Uh, no cheap deaths. I felt like you know that the um you know like I said before, I thought the I thought the difficulty the difficulty was well balanced. Like the stage, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. the stage and level that you were on. Um, you know before because Konami was no slacks at making platformer games. They knew what they were doing. So right. uh, they had they had like they had mechanics of that the mechanics of that like down like. But they got pretty solid. Yeah, this is another area where it gets a plus in the Super Nintendo column. So, um, you're right. The controls are tight. Um, Buster responds the way you would expect him to. Unfortunately, when uh, in the Genesis um, Hidden Treasure version, um, Buster has a wicked momentum uh, program on. It's like, so he, he'll start running really fast, which does nothing but let you jump a little higher and get through the level quicker. Um, but he skids when he tries to stop. Doesn't, so, he, doesn't he do that I, like in this game too? It's not as bad. Okay, alright. <laughs> yes, he does do it in this, but it's not as... like There are times where Buster in Hidden Treasure for the Genesis, he'll literally just like slip right off of a platform even though you like long ago let go of the controls. Huh. Like he just keeps sliding. Uh, it's really annoying. That's one of the quirky aspects why I don't recommend it to some people because of you know things like that. Because there are points where you have to be going super fast and can't do that. But um, yeah, I thought this game handled it really well. Um, and actually, I started to draw comparisons to like this to almost like Sonic at times. Like mm. this was yeah the Super Nintendo's version of Sonic. You know, it was super fast it was really well um versed as far as platforms go um i i thoroughly enjoyed this yeah. <laughs> needless to say yeah so yeah so the game itself is pretty average length for platformers this time period you know 45 minutes to 60 minutes if i do mm -hmm. through it um you know like you know one setting i feel like i said before you do you, 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 like, you do the password like i said before you do the password system so you can always like use that like use that if you want to uh, for sure, give it a password after each stage. There are also like we haven't touched upon this yet. There, 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 uh, there is, um, you know, there is a story. There is like, um, you know, there are, there, there are, there, there are simple cutscenes given to you the, the stage at the end of every stage. And the presentation for that's very nice too because it's very nice too because it kind of has like a kind of almost like a um, like an old schooly like cartoony look to it. So, mm. um, so yeah, that's not like you know plus to it. So. Um, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, so even, even without the, even without the password pass system, this game's not an overly it's not it's not an overly long game to complete. Right. Um, the speed run on this I could find online was like twenty one twenty minutes twenty one minutes and forty eight seconds, which is like damn. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know that's good. You know he's you know like and you know obviously platformers are popular games like are popular games for like speedrunners because. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so this is one. So this is one too that also is like pretty like you know good for that. So, but uh, and 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 like playing platformer games, if you want to see the best ending, you have to the best ending you have to like beat the game in hard mode. But, of course. Um, the, the ending's not that different to like what I could see on this. So yep. it's like it's like you know the dialogue's a bit different, a couple of a few different scenes. That's pretty much about it. So, um, the the very you know the uh, the very the, the old fashioned like the only the old fashioned Warner Brothers like that's all folks kind of like ending. Uh, yeah, uh, last screen's nice. The last screen's a nice touch. So, yep. um, 
downsides uh not really too many i think we talked about the few the um the few minor complaints we had about this game earlier like already um it's the replay value of this is kind of limited i think because the fact that they, they they did a good job of changing the difficulty of each of, of each of the of each of the three stages to, to make it either easier or harder depending upon what you're playing as but it's still it's like there's not really anything new, new, new added to the game. So it's like once you go through it a couple of times, you're probably going to be like, that's it. So, yeah. um, a two player mode would have been nice if possible. I mean, like, you know, like maybe putting in what was Buster's girlfriend? Um, um, Babs. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. She was a star of some of the other games, too. Yeah. So, like, you know, uh, two player, uh, um, a two player mode, even if like not co op, would have been nice, I, I think. Yeah. Like, I agree. Um, but, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so. I mean, like, I guess, like, I guess, like, even though it's a very well put together platformer, because I think that, you know, Konami Treasure made the best platformers, period. But mm -hmm. so, but if you don't like platformers, your platformers, your platformers, you're not going to like this game. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, but, and like I said before, Joe probably got a bit more out of this than I did because of the fact he knows source material and I don't. But having said that, uh, but having said that, I, having said that, I still enjoy the game. I just think, uh, um, I, I just think probably if I'd known the cartoon, I might have given this, for example, like a five stars, five stars, I suppose, like maybe like a four star rating. So yeah, that's understandable. Um, but having said that, you know, you don't really need to know anything about the show to to, to, to enjoy this because, like I said, there, there, like I said, there is a very simple plot. The plot's given to you in cutscenes in the game, so it's like mm -hmm. it's like you know, like you know what's going on essentially. So I mean, like maybe you don't recognize the, all the, all the like all the characters or settings or scenes or the music or whatnot, but still, you can still pick up and have fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, so this is just another very, you know, like very, like very classic, uh, classic, like well put together platformer game of the time period. So, um, you know, like don't let your kitty look, uh, dislude you. Then in hard mode, the game is hard. Um, <laughs> only having the, like only having the one, like, like only having the one heart as opposed to the three hearts that the regular game gives you. Um, I, I think I said two earlier, there's actually like a max of three you can get. Uh, yeah. It does make it challenging, especially the fact that, especially, especially also, there also, also the random setting, the random setting, like the, the uh, like the heart containers in the stage. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, the hard definitely is challenging. So, um, do not let the key nature of this game kind of uh, put you off in that. <laughs> having said that, hard mode is hard. Having said that, hard mode is also not as hard as some of the platformers that at the time period were. So it, right. it is beatable with legs and practice. So there's that. So there's that like, going forward. So, um. So Joe, now that you play like both games, um, do you do you, do you do you really favor one or the other, or do you think, or do you think Konami programmed both games differently enough that they're differently enough that both games are that both games like worth playing? Uh, both games are definitely worth playing. Um, I definitely am gonna give the nod to the Super NES version, only because, as um. I've stated before about, you know, the controls and whatever else. Um, I felt the graphics looked a lot better here on the Super Nintendo. Um, the music's great on the Genesis, and I actually, uh, you know, like that over the Super Nintendo um, score that we have here. But like I said, that's because I... Having watched the show, I understand that they re recycled the original theme song over and over again, just in different tones. Right. Um, where the Genesis has a completely original soundtrack. The only time you hear the um, Tiny Toon Adventures 
theme song is obviously at the title screen, but only in the first level. Like, once you get out of the first level, it's all original music through the to the end. Um, okay. So that was kind of nice. Um, like I spoke, spoke of before, the momentum in the Genesis one is a little too much, in my opinion. Um, I felt this one, like, it felt right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't stop right away when you're using the dash, but he also doesn't skid for, like, half a screen either. Um, the other nod that the Genesis gets is the story. They did a really good job of not only having, um, quote-unquote cutscenes, um, it's really just a static character with a, with word bubbles, but those also transition during gameplay. So before you have the boss fight with whatever character, they actually have word bubbles that explain, like, a conversation between them as to what's going on. So that was kind of nice, where I felt like this one was just a very generic story. Like, the Genesis had a generic setup, like, you know, the mad scientist kidnapped Babs and you have to go rescue the damsel in distress. Right. And, you know, this one was a little better as far as creating a story, but the story just, there was no substance there. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, I so. can see that. I mean, like, you know, but platformers, platformers, I, I, I have always, like, I've always suffered, like, I've always suffered, I've always suffered, suffered from that, with a couple notable exceptions. Yeah, um, yeah. So like the Mario game, um, you, um, Super Mario World, for example, actually has like a pretty good plot for it, like for what it is. Yes, so, yes. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, most platformers are pretty are pretty light on that material, so I'm not really shocked by that. And so. probably the biggest complaint that I had um, against the Super Nintendo version was an attack button. Why does there have to be an attack button, especially when it's just a jump and a flip? Like, just let me jump on the guy. Oh yeah, that that, that yeah that yeah that didn't really bother me that much, but yeah, like I, I was that. I was confused. Like I jumped on a guy and I died, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "This is a platformer. I'm supposed to jump on him. He's supposed to die. What's going on here?" And then I realized that you do like this little kickflip thingy, and that's how you attack. So that was another one where the Genesis kind of gets the nod because it's a platformer where you just jump on people's heads and they die. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, I mean, other than that, like I said, I, the, I really enjoyed both, but the Super Nintendo gets the nod, mainly because the Super Nintendo gets the nod because there's six levels, they're well thought out, um, they're fun to go through, the bosses are engaging, and the ending, um, the twist ending, spoiler alert, um, that it's all a school play was really nice. Like, it was a nice little kind of pivot that I wasn't expecting. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, whereas the Genesis one truly has probably about 30 to 40 levels, but there's that 20 character password system using uppercase and lowercase letters that can confuse any kid mm, and adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, now thankfully, you know, save states are a thing it's not that big of a deal but right. you know to have to run through that entire game in one sitting or have to write down this giant password was uh really the achilles heel the genesis version <laughs> yeah where super nes passes like we mentioned previously is only like three characters right eight. so right exactly it's a much easier one to use yeah so so uh, but yeah so i definitely agree with all that that was very well said so um Again, speaking about passwords, there are two hidden passwords you can use for this game if you want to. Uh, one password will give you uh, the ability to play the bonus levels if you want to like practice practice bonus level, or, or, <laughs> or, 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 or if you just enjoy a mini game there enough to, to want to play it again. 
uh, th- th- uh, this password is allowed you to do that. So also, there's also a password to give you like unlimited continues. Mm. So you can use that too if you want to as well. Also, but um, so yeah, uh, not many reviews this game when it first came out. Uh, you know, however, the reviews that came out contemporary and also the reviews that came out now uh, are generally positive for this game. Uh, most of the marks that um, uh, most of the marks the most of the marks I saw of this game were um, you know give like you eighties and nineties as far as the score goes. So uh, the same kind of like you know pros and cons for the game that we were talked about previously. So mm. um, this game also was this game also was obviously very very popular. Uh, and also, Konami being a big company, probably like produced like a gazillion copies of it uh, because it's very cheap to find on eBay like, even today. So, um, it's uh, there are there are a whopping 150 copies of this game currently being listed on like on eBay right now. With 104 <laughs> of them like recently sold, so no problems finding a copy of the game on there. Uh, pricing is pretty good for Super NES games as well too. Carts only, they've sold anywhere from like nine dollars to two dollars um, in the past. And CIB copies have have so far so for anywhere from twenty five dollars to sixty seven dollars. So, uh, pretty cheap Super NES game to pick up if you want to pick up. There's also there's also one VGA graded copy which I cannot believe sold for twenty one hundred dollars. That's just like insane. To me, but, <laughs> that is crazy. Ah, uh, it is what it is though. I've already ranted about that in past podcast. I'm not going to do so again. But um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So if you want this game, it's pretty cheap. But want this game, it's pretty easy, pretty pretty cheap to pick up. Uh, because the license has not been like reprinted or uh, um um or is available and available like, in any format. However, like I said before, this game emulates the, the, uh, the, the this game emulates just fine. If you want a physical copy, you can get that like pretty cheap. So no problems there uh, like that end. So um. I played so I played a bit of the other Time Two games. This kind of makes me want to go back and check them out again, like further on, because I did play a little bit of the first NES Time Time Two's game, and it is similar to this game in some ways. But you know, the, but but you know, I, I I remember I remember, I remember being positively impressed by that one too. So it's like, um, I think all the Konami uh, Konami uh, Time Two games are probably like, very good. So um, I may go back and check out some of the other ones like too. So I uh, was actually just searching and I found it. So, in the uh, March 93 issue of Nintendo Power, this is what they had to say about Tiny Toon Adventures. Buster charges through a world of crazed tunes, traps, and puzzles in six wildly different levels with multiple stages. The inventive bonus areas between action stages are almost as fun as the regular game. Both the graphics and animation will remind you of the TV cartoon antics of Buster. As for gameplay, you may look cute and cuddly, but he is definitely into turbo- turbocharged action. Get up to speed with the with this issue's re- review, where they actually do like a four-page spread. So the yeah. biggest negative, so the positive they put on here is uh, Buster's high-speed dash is great, looking for uh, outstanding graphics and sound, and also looks for a wide variety of game situations from uh, strategic bunny hop, uh, bopping to bonus rounds. Um, the biggest thing they said is the theme of the game might attract younger players who find it too challenging, which is fair. That's a fair uh, assessment. Yeah, yep. yeah, I, yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, but. I thought it would be interesting to have a uh, contemporary uh, kind of review. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. That sounds good. That, that that was one I did not find when I was doing research. Um, uh, I do my research. I do my research. You know, do, 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 do my research on this. That's cool. But. Um, 
But uh, yeah, like I said before, A's and nineties generally across the board. The, 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 this game still, this game still like well thought of even today. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a very good platformer. Like you know, like you know, like, again, you know, again, typical, you know, again, typical high quality Konami fare like the time period. Yeah. So, um, but uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so that was that was fun to check out. So thank you again for the recommendation as always, Joe. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So. Uh, we are going back to guest hosts again with our next episode. Um, we are very pleased. Uh, uh, we're very pl- like we're very pleased that the next, the next people on the podcast are going to be returners who have not been on the podcast for like quite some time. Uh, we're kicking out the first one next time uh, with Chris uh, of numerous like um, uh, of the Stoney Gamer uh, Network and also like way like, like, like also Wayback Machine. Uh, he's coming on this game talking about a game called Tin Star, which I know nothing about. So, um, Joe, you tell me a little bit about this before in the past. I can't remember what you said about it. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's kind of like a light gun game, but not a light gun game, if that makes okay. sense. Because I know you can use the mouse, and you can use the uh, super scope and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's like you're this little dude, and you shoot things on the screen. It's... It's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. I don't remember <laughs> enough to be able to, you know, give um, a good description of it. Let's put it right. that way. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Chris will be here to talk about this game in, uh, like in huge details. And yeah. And we'll also be ready by that point, too. So. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that'll be our next episode. So, so, so stay tuned for that. Um, appreciate you listening as always. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, etc., check us out, check us out on Facebook. You can also send me an email directly if you want to at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Joe, how can they reach you? You can find me on Twitter at J-O-E-S-U-X-3-0. And I have a very public Facebook that you can find me there. Yes, which is very active. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mostly like, yeah, mostly either like, like cat photos, cat photos, like, like comic book finds. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all right. So thank you again, everybody, for listening. For listening like, appreciate it very much. And we'll catch you again next time. Uh, Take care, all, and stay safe. Bye. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer.